chances last year. This one's knocked up. Powers tips it to himself, and he'll score. going on guys it is episode 45 of college football talk as always it is me and dylan running yes. steering the ship mm-hmm. or doing something with it just try not to make <laughs> it sink it will yeah, probably yeah. inevitably sink no no come on you know sorry anyway so just screaming we have let's we got our week nine preview today as we always do here on these thursdays mm-hmm. Uh, recording a little later than we wanted to, so it's going to be. Though. I will have it posted out as soon as we're done. I'll get mm-hmm. it posted out, and then you guys will be free to watch. The preview episodes have been just great numbers lately, so that's always awesome to see. Yes. Keep it up, guys. This past episode was really good. Uh, make sure, though, guys, we're, we need subscribers. A lot of you guys are watching, and you're not subscribed. Just subscribe, too, while you're at it. It's not it that doesn't hard. hurt. It doesn't it's it's not, not hard. hard. It doesn't hurt you. There's no cost. You just hit that big red button and watch. And now you're subscribed. It, yep. it means makes yep. us makes us look good by mm-hmm. boosting us up to the top of search pages. And then nothing but good more more good content gets sent out to you guys. Yeah. So we need that for sure. We're almost to January, guys. Number 100 subscribers by the end of the year. We are at 64. We are what is that? I'm not good with math now. I had a calculator up. Hold on, hold on. Hold, hold on. on. No, it's a uh, 36. Yes. No? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes you were right. So 36 subscribers, guys. Come on. There's 36 people out there I know that are watching that aren't subscribed. So hit that subscribe exactly. button and let's go. Yes. All right. Just like that, we will roll right into it. We got a couple good games. Not a big slate this week. So we got mm-hmm. the three headliners we're really going to do. Bunch of games who's on upset alert, I think. There's some sneaky games right there for upset alert. And then mm-hmm. we got some best bets for you guys, as always. So we'll get right into it with my opinion. The probably uh I don't know, I want to know call it the game of the week because Oregon and Utah is a very is a highly ranked matchup in the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. It's a we'll get into that one next, but I mean that one's more of a that's like a playoff eliminator game yeah. right there. So but we got. We'll start off though with the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Happens every year down in Jacksonville, Florida. I will be at the game. Nice boots on the ground, as you know. Come on, guys. Mm-hmm. The scenery is outstanding. Went for the first time last year. Is there's nothing quite like it. Um, I am someone though that per- would prefer it to be a home and home game. Yep. I mean, just the atmospheres at both places would be rocking and outstanding. I would much rather have that. It's going to mm-hmm. end up being that in a couple of years, and I doubt it goes back to neutral side after people see what it, it's going to be. And that will be after when ESPN owns it. So possible night games on tap. Look yeah. out for that. Anyway, we'll get right into the game, though. And uh, first and foremost, I think the thing that jumps off the screen is, what, Dylan, do you think is a bigger question that needs to be solved? or it's still out there, how Georgia's offense is going to look without Brock Bowers, mm-hmm. or how will Graham Mertz play against, realistically, this is really his first real big defense he's played since Utah, and we know how that went. I mean, that's a completely fair question. I think that this is going to be – I think this is going to be tougher for Florida's offense than Georgia's offense. Mm-hmm. Not saying Florida has a bad defense, but if you look at just the raw numbers, they're very much middle of the pack. Yeah. They 87th in the country in passer efficiency. Um, 
They only have four turnovers on the season, too. Mm-hmm. They're not exactly the most dominant defense. So I think no. even without Brock Bowers, Georgia's offense should still be able to work it. Yeah. But the question will be Florida's offense against Georgia's defense to me because, you know, to me this game has a very, very strong chance it could flip and all of a sudden Florida gets killed. Yeah, I was uh, watching a video last night about how um, how the, uh, you know, Georgia might just go into like that boa constrictor kind of mode where they're just mm-hmm. going to just completely just coil up and just, yeah. just tighten up and, or not even t- like wrap you, wrap you up and just squeeze you to death. Like yes. that has a very realistic possibility. Absolutely. Um, I think if you're Florida, your backs, you're a 14 and a half point underdog. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you're Billy Napier, I think that if, you really want to win this, you've got to be able to hit some big shots. Explosive plays might be a sneaky thing that maybe not many people are talking about. You know, I think Florida's got to be able to hit some explosive shots down the field. Um, I have some stats here. So explosive plays, offensively, Florida, um, 20-plus yards down the field, 20-plus plays, excuse me, 20-plus yard plays down the field. They rank that's 33 of them this year. That ranks 71st. They've only hit about 11 30 plus yarders down the field. That's 107th, and then 102nd in the country in 40 plus yard plays with five. Mm-hmm. Georgia does not like does not give up big plays down the field. Georgia yeah. defensively 20 plus yards plays mm-hmm. down the field. They've given up this year 15. That's third in the country. They rank fourth in the country in 30 30 plus yard plays at six. And ninth in the country in 40 plus yard plays at three. Mm-hmm. Like, but if you're Florida, you've got to be able to just understand that, like, stat wise, you're not going to be favored in a lot of categories. Yeah. But, so you've just got to be able to just do something. Get Eugene Wilson involved. I know he's been coming back from an injury and he was playing well and then he got nicked up in the Tennessee game. But, like, he's a Swiss Army knife if you want to get him going in some way. Yeah. You got Ricky Pearsall. You got to get Pearsall involved. He wasn't involved last year a lot. Mm-hmm. Like it was a lot of just. I think it was a lot of Xavier Henderson, if I remember correctly. I think you're I right. I apologize yeah. if I wasn't. I know he had the big touchdown, but and then if you're Florida, I think the real big question becomes down to the run game. Mm-hmm. They have not been able to run the ball effective effectively these past couple weeks, and. You know, but if they've got to be able to do something because if they become a one, they become a one-dimensional team against Georgia's defense. Georgia's going to have a field, and yeah. they may not even have to sack you, but they're just not going to give up anything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Florida's run the ball for about 140 yards a game. That puts them at 83rd in the country. Not that impressive. Uh, yeah, they were 83rd in the country. Is not going to get you mm-hmm. much. Like. Yeah. We're like, where has Travis, where has Trevor Etienne been the last couple of weeks? Montreal's John, Montreal Johnson, like, they haven't. I, it been. just doesn't make sense. I've watched them play. I've watched them the last couple of weeks against South Carolina, Kentucky. Like, you know, they just haven't done anything lately. Like, I mean, like, mm-hmm. where are you? Like, where's the big place I watched you get in Tennessee? Like, Tennessee, Trevor Etienne was running wild, and now, like, where are you? Or do you just like his prop yeah. bet over under is like. 33 yards, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, you think 33 yards is going to get you anywhere? No. No. Not at all. No. Um, What does – I'm hearing a lot of people say that, like, like Graham Mertz has enough is – is enough to, you know, beat, beat Georgia's defense. How well, much do you agree on that? So you just completely disagree. They're completely disagree. They're, they're idiots, just quite okay. frankly. He is the prototypical pocket-passing general manager. Mm-hmm. He is not going to put you above other teams. Yeah. He is great at not turning the ball over. Which is at, awesome because that's something I mean, he's great. It's, it's great for Florida, but it's not like he's going to go out and win you a football game. Yeah. He is gonna be. He's a, you know. He's just gonna give the ball away. Let his playmakers take advantage of the ball. Mm-hmm. But he is not a difference maker, in my opinion. Yeah, 
He um he's been listen for what it is worth though I do he's been solid he has about almost nineteen hundred yards yeah twelve touchdowns to two picks yeah he's he like you said he's like a prototypical guy I still don't and I just the South Carolina defense everyone wants to like look at the how good he played he played great against South Carolina but South Carolina South defense Carolina's makes defense everybody looked great yeah like South Carolina's defense is not good. Mm-hmm. Not good at all. Like everybody scores on South Carolina. It's kind of a joke right now. It is, and so I, I still, you know, and listen, they told Mertz, and I had someone I was wondering is mm-hmm. if they're down ten, in yeah. South case South Carolina, like you've got to get us, you got to get us, um, you know, the win. You got to go win yeah. the ball game for us. Great. I mean, and then granted, they did. I mean, they hit two. They converted a bunch of fourth downs down the stretch, mm-hmm. and they ended up winning. Yeah, and he played lights out. Yep. But I want to see it against a real defense. I'm sorry, yep, South Carolina too. fans, but you're not a real defense. Not just a real defense, a real team. Yeah, I mean, quite frankly, I mean South Carolina's fine, but you're Georgia, not. You it doesn't Georgia's mean only allowing unless you do it to like Georgia. Georgia's allowing only about 170 yards a game on the through the air, and only about 90 yeah. on the ground. Okay. Yeah. Florida only throws the ball average about 280. So mm-hmm. they're not even throwing it a lot. Like they want to be a balanced team, but I just don't see how they're going to be able to run the ball a bunch. And so you're going to have to rely on Mertz is going to have to be able to make plays and can't turn the ball over. If he starts turning the ball over and Georgia does have, they are one of the more for as bad as they are in sacks, they will pick you off. I mean, they have Tyke Smith, has up there in league lead and interceptions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malachi Starks is back there. You've got Kamari Lasseter. I mean, these guys can make plays. Now. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right there. I think, I think if we focus now, like towards like, like what does Georgia offensively need to do? Like Carson back, this is going to be his mm-hmm. first game without Bowers. You know, you look to the receivers to be like, who's going to be the guy that steps up. Yeah. And, but I mean, I just think that if you're full of Georgia, I'll ask you this one. Do you look at the Kentucky game that Florida played and you see Ray Davis just running wild over that team? Yeah. And you say, okay, listen, Deshaun Edwards just ran for a career high in rushing yards two mm-hmm. weeks ago. Kendall Milton is there. Yeah. Excuse me. Dylan Bell gets mixed in some. Mm-hmm. Do we just hand the ball off? I think, you, see, I think you do. You, you I think you do. You, you know, you have a younger, less experienced quarterback. He's missing his top weapon. Why don't you give the ball off a little bit? Uh, to a team you know has that weakness. They yeah. have the ability to fold against a good running game. Mm-hmm. Why not lean into it? Exactly. Obviously, you know, I'm not a coach. I can't say for certain what they'll do. Yeah. But to me, <laughs> this looks like a scenario where they're going to lean heavily on the run play action i mean you know is lab mcconkey playing yeah mcconkey's you there know, you got it's robert thomas mm-hmm. you have robert thomas you got marcus rosemary jack saint you yeah. have dominic lovitz there arian mm-hmm. smith's still there he's been struggling some with drops this year but i mean you look at you oscar delp's gonna step in the tight end spot it'll be yeah. interesting to see if they run they still stick to a 12 personnel where they got two tight ends out there if they do, it's going to be a sophomore and a freshman tight end out there, and either uh, would probably be lost and lucky because Sperlin, I think, is banged up. Um, but I I want to see how this tight ends run block, if anything, more than pass blocking because that's what Bowers and like Darnell Washington have done so well. Mm-hmm. They've been able to seal edges and get out like in space and make blocks. Yeah, Delp now is going to have to take on that role. And if I think if you're going to want to win this game, you've got to be able to. You got to get some big runs off. Yeah. You got to be able to run the ball down Florida's neck, Uh get some explosive plays on them, kind of. If you're. Keep their defense out there for a while. Yeah. I think if you're Florida, you've got to be able to convert on third downs. Yeah. I think this is going to be the biggest story, stat line, too. Mm hmm. Third downs is just in general defensively and offensively. So Georgia converts 57% of the time on third down. That yeah. is s- second in the country in third down conversion. 
a 57% rate. Florida only rank comes in with 33% of the time. That is, so that is uh, bottom bottom half in the country. Yeah, and you know you got to be able to sustain drives, but then you look at defensively. Okay, Florida ranks tenth in the country, but ranks a hundred and eighth in sacks. So they rank tenth in the country in third down defense, but a hundred and eighth in sacks, which tells me they're getting teams in third down spots, but they're also telling me that you're not able to get home and get pressure, which tells me if you're Georgia and like Carson Beck, like if you're Mike Bobo, you say, listen, just because it's third down doesn't mean we're not going to get intimidated by this. They've showed, yeah. they have yet to show this year that they can get effectively get home. And which means we're not going to shy away from what we're doing. Okay. We're, if their shots are there, we're going to take them because we trust our offensive line to make plays is going to hold up and keep, keep this that continuous stat rolling that's proved to be effective this year. I guess that they haven't been able to get pressure. Yeah. Um, no, I think ahead. there's also the um, just to bring up that, you know, if if Georgia's able to, which I think they can because they have the defensive the the defense capability to. Yeah. Um Grant Mertz cannot run out of the pocket, right? No. He has zero rush he has negative rushing yards on the season. I want to Put that in perspective, that is actually crazy. Yeah. Uh, in 2023, we have a quarterback with negative rushing yards. Probably either he gets sacked too much or he just takes too many knees. He's negative 60 yards on the season, so yeah, it's purely sacks. <laughs> or He's, kneels, I guess. I, I think uh, they don't kneel the ball at Florida Club. No, that's in Miami. This, in, this state, in this state, we don't do that. That's such true. Miami does. Yeah, Miami's a, a trendsetter. <laughs> so... <laughs> so um. No, but Florida hasn't been up by a lot, so they haven't really had the opportunity to kneel no. for a victory too often. But um, it's absolutely sacks. So what this tells me personally is that if you can get to Graham Mertz quick, he cannot escape the pocket. No. They he rank, has no ability to. They rank, they, they were tied for 105th in sacks allowed. They have given yeah. up. They average about they, – they give up at an average about two, two a game, close to three. They've yeah. given up 19 sacks this year. Georgia that's ranks bad. ninth in that category, which means, again, so you're telling me Florida ranks 108th in the country in sacks on defensively. Georgia keeps their quarterbacks upright and ranks ninth in the country in sacks allowed. So yep. you're telling me that you're not able to – they they give up on an average less than one sack a game. Which, that's been a stat that they've held for years now. And it's again, if Florida wants to stay in this game, I think the real big thing is now. And but right before we move on, yeah. Florida's key to win this game is they've got to keep get pressure on back and get home, force turnovers, and hit some big shots. I realistically think that's really the only way they're gonna do it. They've got no, to be I, able I to right. they gotta be able to hit some sort of couple home run shots, like either if it's like a special teams play. A big defensive play, or just a crazy offensive play, something like that. They got to be able to do that, because, mm -hmm. like I read off a little while ago, like they come in not ranked, not being able to do it, but they've got to be able to do it. And if you're Georgia, keys are really don't change. Game plan doesn't change. Bowers is out. Okay, injuries happen. I, I know it's a big piece of the puzzle. Yeah, but you know. Look at what Ohio State did last year. Jackson Smith and Jigba didn't play at all last year. And they still went to the playoff. And they should have. lost I mean, a single game. They lost a single game. They Marvin Harrison stepped up as if he wasn't already, but he stepped mm. up. You had other guys rally around it. And it yeah. may not even be on offense. It could be a cornerback. It could be a defensive lineman that says, listen, we're going to take this on ours now. But I think it's – you got to be able – someone in that receiver room has got to be able to step up. Someone. They've so got to run the ball effectively. Oh, run the ball effectively and just limit the turnovers. Yep. So. I agree with you. Ready for, Absolutely let's go ready for predictions now. Yep. All right. We'll let you go first. Uh, so I think Georgia wins in a semi-close one. They win 31-20. to 20. I think it's close through the first – like half of the game. Yeah. 
I think the second half, Georgia just kind of pulls away, though. So, Florida will put in a late touchdown to keep it close, but so they're going to miss the, uh, They're going to miss a two-point conversion. If it hits the over, it hits the over, which yeah. I'm not saying anything. But um, I'm going to say Georgia's going to win. Yep. They're going to move on and win their 25th consecutive game in a row, which is out just crazy. I, I saved a stat here real quick as I get off topic once again, but ready for this one. Here's one. In the SEC, they rank defensively on the in the SEC ranks, they rank first in points per game allowed, total yards per game allowed, yards per play allowed, and mm-hmm. first down, third down percentage. Anyway, uh, Georgia's going to win. They're going to win their 25th consecutive win. Their 35th consecutive regular season win and their 24th consecutive SEC regular season win. And the final score will be 37 to 17. Dogs win. All right. All right. We will move on now to what could possibly be the sneakiest, biggest game of the week. It's a 330 kick, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's a Fox, Fox game. Uh, Fox's A team will be there, so Maserati Marv and Joel Klatt will be there. If you're not getting that reference, you didn't watch the Penn State game. Sweet Jesus. I don't like Joel Klatt, man. Well, you have to deal. You have to deal with. I know he went to Colorado. Okay, I understand. Okay? <laughs> you can't fix that. Um, that no, uh, we like Joel Klatt here. I don't. That just was uncomfortable. <laughs> well, listen, Joel, if you're listening, I like you. Okay. Dylan, don't listen to Dylan. Hey, I'm just saying, man, I'm not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> so it's just d- too much bias. Okay, man. That's all I got to well, say. Well, don't we all? Well, he's buddies with Colin Coward. Okay. Dude. Oh, my gosh. I, I, let's not get off topic, but, man. Yeah. So, uh, Oregon and Utah. Which is possibly a playoff elimination game. Well, it is because both teams yes. have one loss. So it's a playoff elimination game. Both teams are coming six and one. Both teams come mm. in three and one in the Pac 12. It is number eight in Oregon, number 13, Utah. Utah comes in with a in the comes in with an 18 game home winning streak. Yep. It is gonna be put on the line and probably their biggest game. At home since last year's USC game, mm-hmm. uh, they won that game. Obviously, they haven't yeah. lost since 2020. It was to USC, but I was. Without I games. mean, 2020 was you know pandemic year, so yeah, we don't count that exactly. Nonetheless, uh, Oregon comes in off of a win against Washington State. Utah after comes off the win against USC. Dylan, anything big to really that. Takes or uh, I don't know what's the word like catches your attention when you're talking about this game. Uh, biggest thing that catches my attention right away is that uh, Utah gave up 32 points last week, which yes. is alarming for a Utah team, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the biggest thing when we talk about Utah is normally how stout their defense is, they don't give up a ton of points, they normally create a lot of turnovers, and they didn't really do either of those last week. Against yeah. USC, they may kill Williams look a lot weaker than he normally does, but they still gave up pretty significant amount of points. Mm-hmm. And this is an Oregon offense that is probably around the same level as USC's offense. Oh, I think it's better than USC in the same hemisphere. They're, you know, they rank at they rank ahead of USC by one. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think they're the same. Yeah, they're in the same area. But they have a much better defense than USC. They rank Oregon ranks 16th in the country in scoring defense. Yeah, we don't want to look where USC is. <laughs> or that's why I immediately want to lean Oregon. Mm-hmm. Before we get too deep into it, I just want to. I, I think Oregon is just a better team right now. Yeah. How are you feeling? So I'm just. It's honestly how I'm thinking is. Kind of how you were with the Oregon has a similar offense, just from a points per game basis. They average yeah. about two more points than USC does. Oregon ranks mm-hmm. second in the country in scoring offense. They score about forty-seven a game. Yeah. Utah ranks eleventh in scoring defense with fifteen points per game. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I really think this is going to come down to uh, the if Oregon if Oregon's able to just kind of or not Oregon if Utah is able to run the ball well, mm-hmm. I think they've got to be able to run the ball some. Because I yeah. mean, I know Oregon doesn't give up a lot of rushing yards, only 95 they average about on defensively, mm-hmm. but they've got to be able to show balance. I mean, if you saw what they did last week, they ran, they just ran all over USC. And of course, everyone does that against USC. But yeah. I think they've got to be able to take some pressure off of Barnes because they're going to have to score points, yes. But I do think they're going to have to. Um, Mike Evans just scored a touchdown. Uh, nice. They're, they're going to have to be able to show some sort of balance. You know what I mean? Shit, the game on behind me, yeah. Nah, nobody wants to watch the Bucks lose. So. I don't have Amazon Prime on there, so it's okay. But yes, so I because I, if you look, um, let me tr- find it right here. If you look here, Oregon or uh, Utah ranks not very high in passing offense. They just mm-hmm. haven't been that kind of team. Yeah, you know. And I really think that's going to hurt them here because if you can't throw the ball a lot, if you're not throwing the ball a lot ineffectively mm-hmm. against a team that throws the ball better than one of the better than anybody really yeah. in Oregon, um, you're really going to be very dependent on your defense. And a lot of times if we've seen – ask Duke how that went with Florida State last week, you can only hold up for so long Yeah, before the dam breaks. I mean, realistically, that's kind of just what happened. I mean, Duke didn't throw the ball at all, and their defense was just kind of keeping a minute for as long mm-hmm. as they could. So I just think Utah is just not going to be able to keep up. As I, I mean, I love yeah. Utah. Utah's going to have to create turnovers. They're going to have to play really good defense. They're going to have to get off the field on third downs. They're one of the best teams in the country when it comes to third down defense. They mm-hmm. rank second in the country. They only allow about – in 89 attempts on third down, they have only given up 22. That ranks one less than Georgia. Yeah. Okay. So, issue then, vice versa, Oregon ranks fifth in the country in third down offense. So, that's going to be the big tail right there. Aside from passing, which Utah is going to have to find some sort of. Bryson Bart's going to have to play another, pull another game out of his butt like he did last mm-hmm. week because that's what they're going to need. Yeah. And, I just don't see it happening. I think it's again, it's like a spot where I love Utah. I have a win total over on Utah. Like I need the Utes <laughs> to keep winning. But I just see this is a tough one for even me to think. I kind of expected them to lose this. That's why mm-hmm. that win against USC last week was so big. Yeah. Because now, listen, the Pac 12 is wide open. So even if they lose, they might be eliminated from the playoff, but who's to say they're eliminated from the Pac-12, Pac-12 title game? They have won the last two last two years. They've won the Pac-12 championship, mm-hmm. and they finished the year with four losses. Yeah, if you count a bowl game, so there are plenty in it. Mm-hmm. I just think they're running into a buzzsaw in Oregon, who yeah. is nothing but get back to the get back to where they want to be, and uh, I'm going to take the Ducks to win. Heartbreaker because I want the Utes to win. But I'm going to take the Ducks to win. I think it's a lower scoring game just because I think defensively, mm-hmm. I think Utah is going to do enough. Yep. But I'm going to say 30, I don't know about low scoring, but 31 to 31-20. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I had similar thoughts. I said Oregon wins 28-14. I just think uh, Utah's defense can only hold up for so long. Yeah. Similar to what happened with Duke. And they just do not have the offense to keep up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, uh, they, so they we, looked fine last week, but everybody looks good against USC on offense. But I, I, I mean, overall, so we both have Oregon covering. But, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, we say all this and watch just watch Kyle Whittingham just pull some defensive I mean, you know, stonewall out there's of always the butt. chance. There's obviously always the chance that that could happen. You never but, bet you know, against. I just, I just, I just don't see it this week. I, I don't either, but you never know. Only, Kyle Whittingham. Only for me, I don't think it's going to be because Oregon's offense is going to look great. I, I think, think it's, it's a slugfest be because early. Oregon has a great defense, too. I think if Utah really wants to win this, they've got to be able to strike them in the mouth early. Like, yeah, they've got to be able to score a couple points, maybe score, like, a, get out to the front, like, 10 nothing, and then just throw defensively, turn it on lockdown mode. Yep. You know what I mean? So, yeah.
Very, I can't wait to watch that. Unfortunately, I'm not gonna be able to watch it because I'll be at the other game. But I'm gonna definitely keep up with it. It'll be on the scoreboard, so I'm gonna. I'll, I'll probably end up watching the condenser. Or I'll, I'll be at work. I'll be at work. <laughs> L take. That's a casual move right there. Oh if my god. Ca I... Casuals watch foot. Watch casuals don't watch college football on Saturdays. They go to fall weddings and they work on Saturdays. And that's have... here, Hillary. <laughs> so casual. Man, I need my money. Beep, 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 beep. Anyway. All right, I will be all watching right. the highlight version of that game. Yeah, so yeah, we're gonna exactly. move on to our final, final headliner game because there's not really a whole lot of other big games this week. Next week's slate, get your popcorn ready because we might have a three-hour show talking about all the big games going on. Dylan, you might want to make room in your work schedule for that one. Anyway, we got Ohio State, we got Wisconsin, folks. It is a old-fashioned Big Ten battle just waiting to happen. I think. Where, because this year, more than other, I mean, Ohio State's offense hasn't done anything remotely to what it has done in the past. Yeah, and that's not a knack on the offense. The offense is, can be explosive as anybody's if they want, but they haven't. The quarterback situation, the inconsistency is a quarterback, and Kyle McCord has done what he's needed to do. He won them the game against Notre Dame. Yep, and okay. You know, but he didn't do much against Penn State. The defense has done what they needed to do. What is that? It's a sword, mini sword. As you can see, we've gone off topic here. If you're listening on Spotify, Dylan has a mini katana, mini katana that he is really just it's, showing it's off. It's got right its now. own little like nice, nice. It's anyway, also stand. Anyway, so. Anyway, so I think this is going to be a very low-scoring game. Another just punch you in the mouth. Who's going to outlast the other one? The over/under is forty-five and a half. So they're not anticipating. Excuse me, God Almighty, I got the hiccups. They're not anticipating many points being scored here. Yeah. You know, the only way I think Wisconsin wins. And you never know. It's a seven thirty at Camp Randall. They're going to start jumping around. I think Wisconsin's got to be able to take this to the fourth quarter. And, you know, if there's any coach to do it, it's Fickle. Mm -hmm. Luke Fickle will will have the boys ready. I think the lack of quarterback play, um, they played with their backup last week. They did win, and they covered, so that's outstanding there. Uh, but that was Illinois. Now you got yeah. Wisconsin, or you got Ohio State. Wisconsin. I, you got Ohio State coming in. I circled this one as the potential – you know, big upset game for Ohio State. You never know. Never know. I, yeah. I, no, I, you no. know, I think this, let me see the spread is for this. The spread is 14 and a half. I think Wisconsin covers that. I don't think they win, but I think they cover. I think this is a closer game than people are thinking. I think it just, it just feels just like a low scoring, just like a freaking 27 to 27 to freaking, I don't know, 17 win. <laughs> like a just gutted out, like a late score, and they just kind of desperately pull ahead. Like that's just how I think. What do you think? Um, personally, I think Ohio State creams them. Okay, no, let's just them. move on, folks. We're just moving on. Um, I just, I just don't think it's going to be close at all. Um, and that's fine. I mean, last year or two years ago, they played. They played last year, didn't they? Yeah, I think they played almost every year. Well, they played last time they played each other. I mean, Ohio State did whatever they wanted to, but they were in yeah. Ohio State. Let's not forget. Yep. yep. I don't I know. Ohio State. I mean, obviously, there's a chance this is close, but just looking at some of these results, I mean, Ohio State has a better defense statistically. They have a better offense statistically. I mean, it just there's doesn't look like it matches up well for. It doesn't. For me. It doesn't. Um, I think Braylon Allen's going to have to have a big game. Yeah. You know, especially with the backup quarterback in, you know, you've mm. got to be able to – you've got to be able to rely on a run game. And I don't know if Ohio – Ohio State doesn't give up any deep shots. Yeah. Wisconsin's got to be able to do something, and I think that's got to – they're going to have to score points and maybe milk clock. Yeah. I think the only yeah, way Wisconsin – they want to have a chance, absolutely. If Wisconsin wants to get this to the fourth quarter, they've got to be able to just – They need to have at least like – like 60% of the time have control of the ball. 
Yeah, they've got to be able to. Oh, they got to own the time of possession, and then yeah. I think if you're in the red zone, you can't settle on field goals. You got to make Ohio State settle for field goals too. Mm-hmm. You, you got to make Ohio State waste drives, force force field goals, and get touchdowns. I mean, that's how yeah. it's going to have to be. So yeah, absolutely. I just think points are going to be at a premium here. I just don't. I don't. I think this is a closer game. People have not are not talking about as much because yeah, how I think just. If Wisconsin comes in with one less loss, this is a bigger game than what it is. Yeah. I, I think Ohio State is on upset alert. I think they're going to win, but I don't see them covering. I I, 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 don't, I don't know. Just, I mean, Wisconsin's just been kind of meh this year for me. And I mean, meh has got it. them at the top of uh, – meh has got them 3-1 conference play at the top of their division. So Yeah, but, you know, they've looked – Listen – they might have lost fifteen to six to Iowa, but but correct you know. me if I'm wrong. If they lose this week, they fall back behind Iowa. Honestly, I could give a rat's oh, Iowa cheeks tail about what happens in that Big Ten West. I don't really care who's the sacrificial lamb. I would love Fickles boys. I have them in the Big Ten title game, so give me the Fickle boys. Yeah, no, that's fair, but uh, it's not happening. Well. Listen, just because you're a Debbie Downer doesn't mean I'm not that a Debbie Downer. I'm a realist. Are, no, I'm, I'm a realist. realist. If we're if we're being real right now, there it's a bad team. If I'm being real right now, Wisconsin ranks 38th in defense, and Ohio State ranks fifth. So we're done. <laughs> we're screwed. <laughs> we're screwed. Just cuts cancel the pond. Just kidding. All right. I think. Uh, what's your uh, score prediction? Did we even say it? we did? You said because uh, you said they were going to blow them out. I, I said 38-10 Ohio State wins. So what you're saying is we should hit the over on that one. Yes. Two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm saying I'm going to change it up. I'm going to go 20. Yeah, no, never mind. 27-17. I'm going to keep it. All we'll right. See. We're going to move uh, Ohio State. I said, okay. I said that. I think Ohio State <laughs> wins. I think it's close, though, and Wisconsin covers. Okay. All right, we're moving on to upset alert time. Yep. Where we got a, I got a bunch of games for you. For you, I know you do. I saw. Figure I, I I saw that list. I'm like, oh. Kind of like, whoa. Take it easy. Yeah. <laughs> Just easy. All right. So as this usually goes, I'm going to list off a bunch of games that are happening mm-hmm. this week. And Dylan, you have the rundown pulled up for you too, right? Yes, I do. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to ask who is going to get upset this week. Yes. Who is going to fail to cover? Mm-hmm. Which team's most likely to fail to cover but win? And who is just going to absolutely cream okay. over their opponent? Uh, also, uh, regarding one of the teams that are on Texas, Malik Murphy has been named the starting quarterback. So I thought I should okay. mention that. Yeah, no, that's a good thing. To All right, so I'm going to start off with, or I'm going to read them off. Uh Colorado at UCLA. UCLA is a 16-and-a-half-point favorite. That is the ABC primetime game. Herb Street and Tyler will be on that call. Uh, uh, what was the other one I deleted? Oh, gotcha. Uh, Duke-Louisville. Duke coming in. I think Riley Leonard's not playing. I haven't checked. so He's not playing. Okay, so Jack Plummer and the gang are going to be hosting the Blue Devils. We'll see how Duke responds after falling. Uh, yeah. They're falling to FSU last week. I think their defense is going to play well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Louisville comes in as a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, OU is at Kansas. This is the big new kickoff game. OU is a 10-point favorite. FSU goes to Wake Forest this week. I think it's a two-game road trip for them. Yes. And then FSU is a 20-and-a-half-point favorite as – yes, it's still that. Mm-hmm. South Carolina heads to Texas A&M. Texas A&M is a 14-point favorite. Oh, that is a just gross, gross game to watch. Yeah. Uh, Houston's at Kansas State. Kansas State seems to have found their found their footing and just mm-hmm. is taking teams out one by one. And it if if I expect how it is this week, it sets up a showdown in Austin next week yeah. for the Wildcats and the Longhorns. That leads me right into oh sorry Kansas State 17 and a half point favorite. Texas host BYU without their quarterback, which even adds a little bit more to it because Texas is going to probably roll into next week without their starting quarterback, and Kansas State seems to have found a starting quarterback. So Texas, 17.5-point favorite as well. 
Oregon State's at Arizona, and the Fighting Jed Fishes of the world host the Beavers. Uh, Oregon State three point favorite, so it is. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I'm that, sorry. That was coming. I could not stop that. <laughs> that's that's what she said. Uh, Oregon State. Oh man, that is. I mean, what a Pac-12 after dark we got going on tonight. T's and P's the Pac-12 after dark, counting down the days. And then yeah. USC at Cal. Vegas doesn't see uh, very hopeful on USC as they are only a ten and a half point favorite. Um, if you want to throw so any it's other, dropped. It's dropped. More. Yeah, it was eleven. It opened at yeah. eleven. It's down to ten and a half. If you want to throw some other ones in, Kentucky hosts Tennessee this week. Tennessee is a three and a half point favorite on the road. That is a seven o'clock game. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about Air Force at Colorado State? Fourteen point favorite, and a lot of just sleepy, probably like just sleepy trap games this week. Yeah, and we'll finish one off with Washington at Stanford. They are a twenty-seven and a half point favorite this week. Dylan. Let's hear him. Okay. So I do think the most likely upset for me is OU at Kansas. Okay. I just I just think going in, they've already said Kansas has sold out the stadium. Oh, the Jayhawks. It's a, it's a complete sellout. Rock they've already chalk, announced baby. it. Two days before the game, it's already sold out. You know, Kansas has looked Pretty good at times this year, pretty bad at times. You know, they've been up and down. But OU has looked just flat out not aggressive at times. Like the game against UCF, they just don't take opportunities. No. They play extremely conservative on offense at times. Mm -hmm. It just makes you scratch your head. I I think this is the game that OU could blow. They could. I think this, is, would this is the game up. to circle it. This is the game to circle because it will ruin their last year in the Big Twelve. You want to set? You want to talk about chaos? Presu- I mean, just absolutely happening. Yeah. If they lose, every there will be. If they lost, let's say there would be one, two, three, four, five teams with one losses, one yep. loss teams in the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. I mean, just an utter chaos. Not to mention a couple teams underneath that with two losses that yep. are still right there. So, I mean, just asking for chaos there. Yeah, yeah. So, who's your team uh, that is going to just obliterate their opponent this week? I don't know if there's really one of those this week. That's the hardest part about this list. Yeah. I think the most likely um, – because here's the thing. I think Florida State beats Wake Forest pretty well. But 20 and a half is a big number. And FSU so, – I should look up their their record against the spread this year because I feel like they I don't cover. They I don't the cover game, very well. I think the only game they didn't cover was the um, here I'll find it. Boston College game. Let me see real quick. Georgia is like abysmal against the spread this year. Here we go. Uh, FSU is tra la la four and two this year against the spread. Uh, the over unders are four and two as well. And uh, away though they're one and one. The last 10, though, they're 4-2. and two. As a favorite, they're 4-2 and two this year. To be honest, they have been favored in every game, though, I think, this year. Except for LSU. Oh, okay. Awake is 2-2 two and two at home this year, though. 2-1 and yeah. one as an underdog. So, I mean, Buffalo just won. But uh, I was just going to say, you know, this Wake team is kind of just – it seems like they don't have an identity – Right now, they had a hell of a win last week, and it was awesome to watch. They had a good win, but then they also lost a couple weeks ago to West uh, to Virginia Tech, thirty to thirteen. Listen, don't count out the Hokies, okay? They are killing Syracuse right now. Uh, We we killed them. Well, Uh, listen, okay, the Hokies are on a different playing field. Wake Forest, Wake Forest, one by three against Old Dominion. All right, listen, hey. Dylan. Don't don't need you just crapping <laughs> they, on Virginia Tech like they that. They got okay. killed by Georgia Tech at home. I hope you know Virginia Tech is three and one in conference play and en route to beating uh en route to beating Syracuse tonight. So let's just I, the disrespect. I'm just, right I'm, there. Just, I'm just stating some things. No, nope, don't want to hear. They it lost the, they lost to Georgia Tech at home, thirty to sixteen. Virginia Tech or Georgia Tech solid ball club. You know what can we say? <laughs> You know, I, I, I don't think they cover, though. I think they, they win by probably, like, what, two touchdowns, 14 points? All right. But I think uh, if any game, 
it's is a complete smacking. It's probably going to be the, uh, eh, I would say probably the UCLA uh, Colorado game. Yeah. Just because I think Colorado feels like they've lost a step. That's a big spread. But yeah, I can see that. Coming off a of bye, though, we'll see how they do. Yeah. My, I noticed uh, that all the hype around that around that program has just disappeared. Well, it's what happens when you lose three times and you blow a twenty nine nothing lead to Stanford. Stanford. So, yeah. On a weekday. Hey, how about a sneaky game out west in the Mountain West this week? Six and one teams, UNLV and Fresno taking it on at ten thirty. Your boy will probably <laughs> end up some reason watching. Oh my god, I'm just a sicko for this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, you have one more to answer, right? Oh, who do I think covers, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think um, there's several of these. I think Cal will cover. I think uh, BYU will cover. I think uh, South Carolina will cover. All right. My turn. Yep. So I am going – whoa, take it easy. Hey, sorry. Sorry, sorry man. Sorry. Listen, take it deep breath. Uh, the team that's going to just run the other team out of the stadium – this week is going to be – let's pick one. Spin the wheel and see where it lands. Uh, I'm going to take Kansas State to just kill Houston this week. I think Kansas State has just found something out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Avery Johnson has just sparked this team. They crushed TCU last week. And I think Houston, like it was an all-out hunt, like all-out like effort to try to beat Texas. They had Texas on the ropes. They got screwed by the refs at the end of the game. On a first, yeah. on a they should have been awarded a first down, but they ruled it fourth and short. They didn't get it, so I think just demoralizing loss there at home, and now you got to go to Kansas State, and Kansas State's gonna kick the ever living crap out of them. So that is that game. The team that's on high, like DefCon Five upset alert this week. To me, <laughs> look for look out for the Neil Brownies and the Matt Fighting Mounties. Heading to UCF this week, not just season. <laughs> Actually, might be a game where I they think might they're favored. They, no, nah, nah, they are favored. No, UCF's a seven-point favorite. You know what? There's my pick. There it is. West Virginia at UCF. Mounties taking them home. Trust. The I can't cost. believe you say that. I can't believe that. Trust the climb. If I'm going to have to choose outside of that, how about NC State's a ten-point dog at home with Clemson coming to town? Wow, Clemson's a on. ten point. Oh man, Clemson wins that game. Uh, do they though? Yes. I'm just teasing. Um, another team that's gonna uh, upset the other one. Uh, yeah, I like that Kansas pick. Yeah. And then who's gonna cover? I think a lot of teams are gonna cover this week, man. It's crazy. Um, I could see. I think the Fighting Mormons cover for sure. I like – I think – man, I just am horrible, like, making a decision. I should just have these pre-picked out already. Maybe next time I will. I just never have time to do that. <laughs> never have time. I'm just kind of scrolling. Yep. I got to pick one, Hunter. Come on, pick one. Pick one. Come on, Hunter. It's, Let's go. Come on. Come on. Pressure's on. Pressure's on. I like – who am I doing? I'm picking the team to cover. Yeah. I mean, I took already – I think Tennessee covers against Kentucky. Kentucky good stinks. Pick. Tennessee plays good defense, plays good enough defense, and I think Joe Milton bounces back if he can bounce back. I don't know how that works out. Uh, he'll bounce back. Oh, I had a stat from last week or from earlier this week that about that Bama game that I forgot to mention. It's just a wild Tennessee like flip. Ready for this one? Tennessee first half stats: twenty points, three hundred seventy-five mm. total. Total yards, 6-11 on third down and gave, uh, had three, forced three sacks. Second half, they only had one sack on defense, zero mm. points, only 129 yards of offense, and two of seven on third down. Bama went seven points first half, 133 total yards, two of six on third, two turnovers. Second half, 27 points, 225 yards, three sacks. <laughs> That's not good, but balls are going to bounce back. Balls bouncing back this week. All right, there we go. All right, now let's give up. 
to your best bets. Let's give it the best bets. Best bet train keeps rolling along. 14, yes. 13, and 1 this week. We are above 500, boys. Mm-hmm. That's all that matters. UGA, Florida over 40, 49. It was a 47 this week, earlier this week. It was a 49, went down to 47, back up to 49 for some reason. Take the points. I think either Georgia's going to blow them out, but they will give up some points. So mm-hmm. hammer that. I like – I think Kansas State, now that I'm looking at it, I think Kansas State covers 17 and a half. I think they will cover that. Okay. I like Coastal Carolina plus four. Mm-hmm. Let me see. They have their they have Marshall coming to town. It's plus pick. three and a half now. Get it plus four if you want. I who else do I have? West Virginia plus seven now. Terrible pick. Nope. Iowa State's gonna win. I think they'll cover. I need to make sure you find the line real quick again. Best team at Iowa for the Cyclones. How about the Cyclones again? Are right there three and one in Big Twelve play. Iowa State three point favorite. Take them. Get them at two and a half if you want to as well. Oklahoma State is my final pick. At here we are. They have Cincinnati coming to town. Oklahoma State is a seven point favorite. So we review it. UGA Florida over forty nine. Oklahoma mm-hmm. State minus. What's that? Excuse me. Oklahoma State minus seven. Iowa State minus three, and West Virginia plus seven. Those are the best bets of the week. Yeah. All right, we finished in a great time at fifty-one minutes, which is outstanding. Yeah, make yeah, sure time for me because I gotta yes. go. Yes, Dylan's gotta go. But before you go, make sure mm-hmm. you guys are subscribing. Yes, um, enjoy the video this week. Enjoy football. I'm gonna enjoy mm-hmm. football. Hopefully, Georgia doesn't squander this again. I'm gonna try to enjoy as much as I can before I got to go to work. I am gonna go see Shaquille O'Neal at UCF. If anybody sees this, go to UCF's campus. 10 a.m. Uh, Saturday morning. Shaquille O'Neal will be there DJ. All right. Here we go. Can't, do, can't send this podcast off any better than that. Yes. So watch us. Watch, like, subscribe. Listen mm-hmm. on Spotify. Yes. Enjoy the weekend. Peace out. See you guys.